0: Hi, and welcome to the iCrush Barbecue show. I'm your host, Dave Delgado. In this episode, I interview someone you may not have heard of outside of California. He is truly one of the pioneers of the Southern California underground barbecue scene. Fernando Carrillo, better known as Ragtop Fern, is born and raised in historic Filipino town in Los Angeles. For years, he's been serving up some amazing barbecue from his doorstep in his beloved neighborhood. Although he's been featured on a few articles, has had opportunities, and offers to grow his business, he chooses to stay small and fly under the radar. This lowrider, enthusiast, and longtime UPS driver is as humble as they come. In car terms, he's the equivalent of the classic car in the garage that only gets taken out on weekends and special occasions, and he's not interested in making it a daily driver. This is the story of Ragtop Fern. I hope you enjoyed the show. Sitting with me is Fernando from Ragtop Fern. Welcome to the show, buddy.
1: How's it going?
0: Good, good. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, word on the street is you're like the OG of this whole underground barbecue scene that's going on here in uh, in California. Is that true? I,
1: I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's how people want to see me is, you know. Yeah. I know I'm probably not the first or whatever. It's probably been done, but maybe I'm probably the one that put it out there.
0: You know, I, I've, I've made some pretty good friends while I'm out here, and, and you know, Andrew and Michelle, Moosecraft, and and Bert Backman are, are two of the big ones. Dustin, Bart's also um, good friends with him, and, and they all say the same thing. And, and you know, I was, I was talking to Bert the other day, and he was like, yeah, man, Fernando, he's the guy that I saw that was doing this first, and uh, and just had a, a conversation with Michelle uh, for Moosecraft, and, and she, she said the same thing, man. So, obviously, you're getting some attention out here.
1: Uh, I, <laughs> I guess it's good attention, good attention right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, let's, uh, let's chat about kind of where you grew up and, and kind of how this all started.
1: Okay, for sure. Um, as far as like where I grew up, I grew up in the same neighborhood where I set up. Okay. Which is, I, I mean, it, de- it depends how you look at it. It's in a kind of like a bordering area where different areas kind of however they want to where to meet. So you could either say this is Koreatown. It's also bordering Silver Lake. It's also bordering... Uh, what they call historic Filipino town, Rampart Village. It's, it's in a weird little section. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much I grew up uh, in this area. i never really left. Born and raised in this neighborhood. Yeah. Where I'm at now. So where does the name
0: Ragtop Fern come? I mean...
1: Ragtop Fern is, is a slang word or a kind of car lingo for when somebody refers to it as a ragtop. It's... Pretty much what they call a convertible, right? So if somebody says, "Oh, I have like a ragtop Camaro, yeah, 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 or a ragtop Mustang," they're pretty much referring to a convertible. And how I got that name was there was a an old um, lowrider forum that I would get on. You know, that back then, prior to like Instagram and Facebook, we would go into different forums to get info as far as shows and events and classifieds, things for sale and whatnot within the lowrider community and like any other forum you join, you gotta come up with a name. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, well what do I put? I'm like, well, I have a convertible. I have a, uh, an Impala Lowrider. I'm like, well, my name's Fern. Everybody always called me either Fern or, or Fernie Hardy. Anybody ever really called me Fernando. So I figured, screw it. I'll just leave it as Ragtop Fern. And that name just stuck ever since. And then like some of my other friends that's all they would ever call me and the name just stuck. And then I just put that with what I do. It was like, oh, Ragtop Ferns Barbecue. Nice, nice.
0: And so now you got a cool little logo and uh, these new hats that just came off the press and you got some pretty cool shirts uh-huh. uh, with, with kind of, um, what is that de- detailing on the shirt? The
1: detailing on that shirt was a good friend of mine that's a, a graffiti artist that has been doing it for years and those letters that were on the newest shirts that I have were original to this neighborhood where I'm in. Oh, okay. So it's like very early, maybe like late 70s, early 80s, a lot of the graffiti artists that were in the area or from this neighborhood started making that style of writing. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing it as a kid and I always liked it because just it's a very intricate and, and unique design. Yeah. So like everything that I like and what I, I re, you know, that I can like kind of relate to, I like to incorporate who I am. like what I like and what I do into the barbecue thing. Yeah. That's yeah. how like I, you know, I incorporated the whole rider name to my, what's my ragtop top ferns. And then like in the lettering designs, same thing. It's, it's what I know and what I like. And like, I'll transfer this over into what I do. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool, man. So i um, getting back to the barbecue. So you grew up in this neighborhood and then all of a sudden what oh, sparked that itch to get into
1: barbecue and start doing it um, out of your house. It's weird. I have a very mechanically inclined mentality. So sometimes when I get, I kind of get like this tunnel vision syndrome or something, when you focus on something, you just focus on it and you won't really think of anything else. So I don't know why I just, I remember I had this old little Weber kettle and I just started making my karnasala. I would just make like steaks, wings, like typical, what we call carnassada. And then one day I just said to myself, I'm like, you know what, I wanna make barbecue. Cause I don't know, I mean, you wouldn't really, barbecue wasn't like maybe what, six, seven years ago what it is now. Like before you had a limited, pretty much choice in barbecue. It was either like you went to Blood Souls in Compton or if you found a little mom and pop that you didn't, that wasn't really famous nearby and that's what you had. So I said to myself, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna try it. So. I started, I set up my little Weber kind of how I was kind of reading into it as far as, okay, you got to offset this and, you know, it's, you cook it indirect. direct. So I started making like just little beginner stuff. I would make like little wings or, or I'd make a small piece of, of, of ribs and messed up a lot of stuff along the way. And then I remember, I, I don't know where, when I started reading more and more into the barbecue, like aspect of it. I saw that they would do these beer can chicken things. I was like, oh cool, I could do that. And then it's got beer in it and whatnot. Like who doesn't like beer, right? So <laughs> I started doing the beer can chickens and that's kind of how I somewhat learned as far as like temperatures and in, in, in the meats and fire management, different types of, of cooking methods. That's kind of how I, I started with that. And then, then my girlfriend one time, saw that my other little Weber kettle was already kind of taking a beating and it was falling apart. So she bought me another kind of what I thought at the time was a smoker too. She meant well. So <laughs> we got that. And then again, I just kept on and on and on and on until I finally ran that thing down to the ground too. And I just said, when I started getting more into it, I started seeing like there was a different companies that make these insulated smokers and these vertical smokers i was like okay cool like i don't have a big backyard or anything like that so i figured that would work for my application and where i'm at so i stuck with that design i liked it and then a friend of mine that was a blacksmith or he is a blacksmith he does blacksmith work iron work and all that i kind of took him the idea i told him what i wanted to do he was interested in it as well and then i at the same time being the way I am, like how I mentioned, I get very mechanically inclined. I want to know how things work. I, or you can call it like a do it yourself or whatnot. So I wanted to learn how to weld in the process. Cause I didn't know how to weld mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, cool. You know, we'll buy the materials. We'll, I'll show you how to weld. I'll show you how to work metal and we'll go from there. And yeah, sure enough, it took about maybe like about two months working on it like a few hours a day and then because at the time i was still going to work and i would go from his metal shop to my job at ups and then going back and forth back and forth i didn't have like a steady like okay cool we're gonna just crank this thing out because at the same time he had his iron work business to take care of but finished it and i just went to town with it and i was they just started using it and using it, and that's how I even learned how to use that. And that's pretty much the beginning on how all that started. So that pit you built—that's uh, th- the one that you built
0: and that you're using now. Yes. That's so Lucifer, huh? Yeah. It, is that the, so? It's a, like a big box unit, right? Can you kind of explain how it works and you know what that,
1: type of wood and everything you use? The the, the smoker is a—it's a reverse flow. Insulated smokers, so it, it like again everything. I, I don't want to sound repetitive, but everything goes to the whole going back to tying in my automotive background into this. I, w- I had gone to um, a trade school to learn to you know get my certifications and all this in automotive work, and the one thing that they teach you is that you got to work smarter, not harder. You work with the tools you have to make your job a whole lot easier. So. I figured you know you know the stick burners and the offsets are cool and all but if this can make my job easier and more efficient then this is what i'll do so i stuck with that design you know it's it's insulated so pretty much it runs on very low fuel like Mm -hmm. you could it it consumes probably i would say maybe half of what a traditional stick burner would use because it just holds temperatures so well for like hours on end like it doesn't need to be babied as much as you would have to tend to a fire like on a traditional pit Mm -hmm. so you know it works for me it could be raining it could be snowing and it is not going to affect it it's going to work and it works like a charm
0: and about how many briskets and how much food does it hold at one time
1: if it, it all varies i mean if i was to pack the whole thing with briskets maybe I'd say if I want to fit them comfortable, maybe nine. If I want to like squeeze them in or like kind of do a little Tetris deal in there, mm-hmm. maybe ten to twelve. Okay, but that's roughly what it'll hold. Okay, as far as briskets.
0: So back to where you were in the Weber grill and you're kind of just learning. You were practicing on on the chickens and around what year was that? Just to kind of get the time frame. That
1: was maybe like two thousand. 15 okay like 2015 maybe late 14 somewhere okay around there
0: and and the recipes that we're using is there you know any of your like your parents or what what were you doing well, they, they have no
1: idea what barbecue was there no. they <laughs> were they I mean my my parents are both Mexican and I'm they came to this country a very long time ago and I'm first generation so to them it's just like they know Mexican food like yeah tell, tell them how to do a pozole or a menudo or Or enchiladas or enchila verde, they could do that, but ask them about barbecue, they won't know. So (laughs) I pretty much, um, I think what actually kind of sparked or got a lot of the ideas that I had were I started watching that show Pitmasters. Oh, yeah. So I guess... I started seeing like all these dudes get all competitive and I'm like, like everyone else, you know, a little competition never hurt nobody. So I I, I kind of got into that and I noticed a lot of dudes that were in that were like kind of uh, like southerners. So a lot of the flavor profiles that they used are kind of what I started like getting into. So I'm like, okay, these guys like, you know, some uh, little sugar, some sweets. So they're more into like the sweet and uh, spicy flavors, vinegary flavors. Mm-hmm. Opposed to like the Texas flavor, which is kind of like, I don't know, maybe like a savory, just salt and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. So I had more influencing through that, like watching like, what is it? Like Myron Mixon and Mm -hmm. Tuffy Stone, uh, Rodney Scott, all those guys. So those are kind of the guys that I kind of was like interested in yeah. and where I started getting my ideas and then just kind of tweak them a little bit to my liking. Yeah. So that's what I did as far as like the rubs and the sauce and all that.
0: So it's not a traditional Texas-style barbecue, it's kind of your own style that you've created from all of these, and all of those that you mentioned are, are icons, right, in the, business, yeah. the barbecue business. So it's just something that you uh, have kind of created on your own?
1: Yeah, so I, I it's not, I don't know, I don't, I don't really like putting a label on it. Mm-hmm. I like just pretty much saying, like, I do what I do and I like how, how I like it, and, you know, hopefully everyone else likes it. But... I would say that maybe the flavors and the ideas are probably more like, I don't know, like a competitive style, maybe, or a Southern, Kansas City, you know, Carolinas, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. you know, those profiles like that. Yeah. So
0: the different flavors that you use, I, I mean, I, I came last weekend, right, yeah. for the very first time. First of all, I was very impressed. I mean, there was a nice car convertible out there that was had five boxes of, of your barbecue. And then, uh, you know, another guy that came in from from an hour and a half away, uh, um, that wasn't me, it was someone yeah, else yeah. that came to eat barbecue because um, he's a big fan of yours and he loves your barbecue. Um, how did you get to that point? I mean, where you, now you have people coming from all over and, and buying
1: your barbecue. It's you know what to, to this day it's still like funny to me because well not funny in a bad way but just it like it still kind of boggles the mind how all this happened because in reality I I, I just did this just like I said just for you know just for kicks I never did it planning or thinking that it would snowball into this You know, popular thing or or where it kind of sparked this thing to kind of influence other people to start doing their own thing, too, and kind of putting themselves out there as well. Like, I never thought that I honestly just did it for me. For my friends, you know, my girlfriend and and like just friends just to hang out. For me, it was just a hangout deal. Mm -hmm. It was just, I'm going to cook. We're going to, you know, try some things. We're going to hang out, have some beers and that's it. Have fun. Yeah. It was always for fun. It was never like me trying to like topple somebody over or outshine anybody or or like, Oh, I want to be better than this person. Not at all. It was always just for fun.
0: Yeah. And... And have you always done it uh, here at your house? Or do you also do pop-ups at breweries or anything like that? For the
1: most part, I do it out of my place. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have been approached, you know, a few times to, you know, step out of my little comfort zone here and go to wherever they want me to go. And I'll I'll do that. I'll do pop-ups here and there. But for the most part, I like like my setup here that I have. Mm -hmm. I like the whole, uh, like... Intimate thing where you get to meet people and you get to kind of like like again, it's to me It's kind of like having people over and hanging out with you. Yeah, and I I've, I've met people that like I mean, I you know very interesting people from all walks of life, you know, and It's funny because if, if, if I hadn't done this I would have met any of these people and made You know any of these friends that I have now, but it's 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 interesting. I like this. I like the whole get to talk to people and people opening up to you and you know invite you to their house and all this good stuff like yeah. it's, it's it's just crazy it's cool
0: yeah i mean that's that's exactly how i felt when i came the other day and and you know we we're talking about some of the folks that came one, one guy even brought you a three-pack of some modelo <laughs> That that's,
1: that's like a known secret that that uh i uh I welcome micheladas or, or beer in that case, <laughs> preferably Modelo. Hopefully they hear this and they sponsor me. Uh, yeah, so they, I've had it where people, they already know me, and then they're like, oh, here you know what you're doing. You might get thirsty. Here's a little a michelada or a little talk and Modelo and enjoy it. And so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, they, they already know that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's really cool, man. I, I really enjoyed my time when I came uh, last weekend, and I'll definitely be back. Um, let's talk a little bit about your menu what, what all do you cook
1: and kind of what's your signature dish can you talk a little bit about that as far as what I what I pretty much always have or what I try to stick to is is a uh, brisket uh, beef ribs and spare ribs uh, the st. Louis cuts um, I try to sometimes do like little off cuts here and there like I'll do pork belly you know I've done like beef cheeks in the past you know I like to experiment every now and then just to kind of change things up a bit but for the most part it's always yeah the, uh, the beef short ribs the beef brisket and the spare ribs Those okay are the three what's your main what's your like signature one though you decide? Oh man I don't I as far as signature wise I I, I don't know if I was to say my favorite probably the ribs i love i'm a pork man <laughs> now i wanted to get your opinion because i've
0: i've talked to the folks you know the people that know you and they talk about your ribs man i'm like yeah man they were killer and i tell you what they were good the next day because i had some yeah. the next day after uh-huh. after i was here I, I had some leftovers and they were still just as good man. yeah and so yeah, definitely those ribs are, are, are killer. Yeah, um, I noticed that the brisket was was totally different. I know you said it's not Texas style. Um, is there anything special that you do to it? Because I tasted it tasted totally different than what I'm used to, and it was in, in, in a good way. Right.
1: Well, if if you want to get to like to the whole nitpicking of it or whatnot, you can technically say it's Texas style because. The brisket is just salt and pepper, which is brisket style, mm-hmm. but I think where mine differs is the fact that I don't use traditional Texas-style woods. A lot of those folks use, what is it like, some use mesquite, for the most part it's all oak. Yeah, post oak. I don't mm-hmm. use oak. I use pecan. Yeah. I like pecan, and I feel that pecan works very well. All the way across the board, it goes good with chicken, it goes good with pork, it goes good with beef. I sometimes feel that maybe some woods can work better with some cuts. It just, for me, I feel like pecan just really works for me, and I feel like it complements what I do best.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, because it it tasted so different to me. And so only salt and pepper, just like they do in Texas. Yeah. So the woods, what made that... The difference. The difference. Wow, that's um, that's really neat. It, I, I didn't realize that that wood um, could change a, a taste profile that oh, yeah. that that much. I mean, I tasted the difference between the mesquite and the and the posto, but yeah. but not just straight up pecan, and that was uh, it was really good. Yeah, so my daughter was was raving about it too. She was, <laughs> I wish I had a tortilla or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you do any sides? I noticed you didn't have any when I came last time. So, do you do any sides or anything to compliment them? Me? I, I,
1: you know what? I don't have sides. I like to, you know what? I wish I did sometimes, but the thing is that like, I'm very limited as far as help. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I have my niece that helps me for the most part, but she helps me as far as like, helping me manage the orders and whatnot. My girlfriend at the beginning was able to kind of help me mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm we would make sides we'd make like the coleslaw that i would make or other little things here and there that we would do but it's just for the most part it's like i am very limited and i can't stretch myself out thin Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't want to do it to where it would compromise the main thing which would be the barbecue Mm -hmm. so it's i just i rather just focus on the barbecue and keep that where i want it and not risk messing that up gotcha so, so what does your team look like? Is it just you or who helps you out? For the most part it's, it's, it's pretty much me. I do the, the prep, I do the seasonings, the sauce, the meat cutting, the picking up the meat and making the, starting the fires and all that good stuff. Like I pretty much do all that. My niece helps me with like, you know, handing me stuff here and there when, when I'm doing my thing. And my girlfriend can help me sometimes, too, if she's not at work or if she's available, then she'll help me as well. But for the most part, I pretty much run it myself.
0: Wow, that's a lot of work, man. It is. (laughs) It is. And um, are you cooking, like, low and slow? Or what what kind of temperatures are you keeping your meat at?
1: The temperature, I like to keep them between, like, 250 to 275. Okay. So, I mean, I... 275 is kind of pushing it on Mm -hmm. bordering, kind of, I guess if you want to really get, you know, into it, it would be like the hot and fast side, but that's really more like 300 and up. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, I guess you would still consider that the lower and slow. Yeah,
0: so you are spending some time out there doing a lot of work, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now that you have a following, there's an article on Eater LA about you. It, it seems like you've you've created this this pretty good following right now, and yeah. have some momentum here. And, and I guess you've had it for a while. Um, are, are you planning on, on expanding? Are you planning on? I know you said you work at UPS. Yeah. And uh, doing this kind of on the side. Do you have any any plans to expand or take this to
1: another level? No, you know what, I like it. I like it the way it is. I like to just kind of do it, like I say, you know what, it did cross my mind a few times to like maybe maybe, possibly going a little bit bigger or doing a little more. But I think if I do that, it would take the whole fun out of it. Mm-hmm. And then like a, a brick and mortar or like a, a truck or whatnot. It, it, it's as is barbecue is, is a lot of work. I don't think it's for everyone. Right until they see the amount of labor that's behind it, and it, it demands a lot of attention. So it's hard sometimes juggling like my job and then doing this. But I I just feel like if I was to probably do this, it would take away from a lot of my personal time that I really enjoy doing my things, and it would probably not be as pleasant an experience anymore to do it. And I would just don't want to risk where it would burn me out or. or where I would just not want to do it with that same attitude that I do it now. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather stick to, like, you know, doing my little pop-ups here and there, small, nothing really crazy big. You know, if private caterings or whatnot. I, I like the private sector of it. Mm-hmm. And I like keeping it like that. So I think that's where I'll stay. Yeah. Now, well, so what are some of the things that you do other than
0: barbecue? I know you, you mentioned that.
1: I, I have a lot of uh, hobbies that require a whole lot of stuff with like cars and whatnot my whole th- my like real 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 big passion is is lowriders i've always been into them since i was a kid and it's just something that really i had that bug since i was a kid and i just never got over it and now that i was got a little older and i have you know the income to support my habit so to say <laughs> because it can be very expensive it's an expensive hobby and and, and I, I like it i like it and that's pretty much what I do on the side. I, I'll go to like different car shows, cruise nights, or I like going to the races at Irwindale sometimes. I, I don't just stick to one thing. My main thing would probably be lowriders, but I like hot rods and all that good stuff too. Mainly American stuff.
0: Yeah. It seems like you're a passionate guy and, and everything you do, you put you put a lot into it. Yeah. And I, see, I see a picture on your wall with uh, Jay Leno and prequel pretty cool shirt. Tell
1: us about that well the the how that all happened was um, I guess like how everyone knows I'm very forward with how I like you know my hobbies with as far as low riding automotives and all that so one time uh, some of the I guess these people that work with Jay Leno had reached out to me and they told me hey so we see that you like you know you're into low riders and you know Jay's into cars you guys are both car guys and And, you know, would you be interested in probably coming over and then, like, cooking for, like, the crew and everybody here? I was like, sure, why not? Like, come on, why would I not want to go see Jay Leno's garage, you know, and meet the guy, you know? So I was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) And, yeah, so I I met them, I hung out, you know, he was a real cool dude. Passionate again, too, about what he loves, like, the cars and all that, motorcycles, anything that's, anything that moves or has an engine or even steam engines, because he had steam engine vehicles there or electric vehicles it was just all for it, you know, motorcycles. And it was just, there was, there was a little bit of everything there and it was really cool. And the people that actually had contacted me, there were his people told me, Hey, so you're into lowriders. Um, would you be interested in in possibly meeting our, our, our people over at lowrider that, you know, I think this is right up their alley. It'd be pretty cool. if They met you too. And yeah, sure enough, I met them. And then they, they felt that I had a pretty cool little story going as far as what I did and and my background and all that. And that came about and they have this series uh, that's called Lowrider Role Models where I guess lowriding hasn't always really had a positive image in the past. Lowriders have always somewhat been uh, kind of looked down at. Uh, they would they would probably be linked with like gang bangers or drug dealers or whatnot, but that was like, years ago, back like probably the early 90s or 80s, times have changed, you know, a lot of those people are like older now, it's it's a very family oriented deal now, I think it's it's not what people think it is or what it was, maybe at a point in time, and what I like about their show is that that's what they try to do, they want to pretty much show people that not everybody that's into low writing is bad people, so... You, it's it's a really good show. I like it. If anybody has a chance, you know they could check it out too. My episode's on there. It's called Lowrider Role Models. If they look it up, they could find me and they'll see my episode if they haven't seen it there.
0: Man, that's really cool. So you incorporated a lot of uh, your lowrider stuff. Um, well, tell us about the logo and kind of how that came about. It's pretty
1: cool. The logo is uh, a good friend of mine um, came up with that design. I pretty much told him kind of what I liked. Since I'm a pork guy, I told him, you know what, I want like a little pig, but I want a pig that looks like a, for a, it's a term that's in Spanish called like a veterano, which is like kind of the older OG guy. So it's got like the old, like big old mustache on him. He's got like his little like pachuco hat on. So I told him kind of what I wanted and he came about next thing, you know, had that idea of the little sleepy eyes and the mustache and the big old. Had and and then we just are okay cool we got something we're sticking to this it's cool you know and and that's how that logo came about with that well I'm I'm definitely gonna be sporting my
0: new lid man I appreciate it it's really cool I'll post it up on the on the, my Instagram as well so everybody can take a look at it and. Maybe uh, they can order one from you. Yeah, as well. if they
1: want, they can go ahead and send me a message. They could get one too. <laughs> hey, so um,
0: do you? Uh, are you a big fan of barbecue? Do you like to go eat barbecue at, uh, at other
1: at other places? Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, I wouldn't do it if I didn't like it. Yeah, you know. So, but again, like you know, like growing up, we didn't have as many options, so I didn't really try a lot growing up. Only what, what was local. Mm-hmm. But like how now we got all these guys, you got Moo, you know, you got Bert over at uh, Slab now, you know, you got a lot of guys that are popping up left and right, you know, you got in different areas, like you said, you got Barts, you got, you know, a lot of the guys over there in Orange County, like Heritage, a lot of guys that are A's, yeah, A's, uh, just different, you know, all these guys coming about. So I haven't had a chance to, again, like visit everyone, but the guys that I have, you know, I'm pleased, like it, love it, you know. I've had a chance to hang out and eat moose stuff and bird and, and stuff over at Slab. Uh, I just need to work my way over all the other
0: guys now. Yeah. Tell us about one of your favorite dishes that you just have to crush and that you would tell, Hey man, if you're in this area, you need to go check this out. Whether it's barbecue or not. Oh man,
1: that's a hard one. I think the one thing that I really, really, really like and the people that know me best know that I love breakfast burritos. Oh yeah? And I am a little bit of a breakfast burrito connoisseur. Nice. <laughs> so so if it's not barbecue, it's definitely a burrito. I have a thing for burritos. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> where's where's one around here that you really like? Breakfast burritos, I like this this one place called Happy Taco. It's not that far from here. It's uh it's on Hoover. I know that. Hoover and probably by Hoover and Olympic. I like that spot and I also like Lucky Boys in Pasadena. Those are like my two favorite breakfast burritos.
0: And and just so everybody knows, right? I'm from Texas. We have breakfast tacos, right? Yeah. And they're just you know they're individually wrapped, and there's bacon and egg, sausage and egg, chorizo and egg. Like there, there's all these different kinds. And here they're like burritos. They're like huge, right? Yeah. It's like the size of my forearm, and you can really only choose like uh, yeah one or
1: two, like a few ingredients, right, to go in there. What do you like to choose in yours? I always get bacon and sausage. Oh, bacon and sausage. Bacon and sausage. It's always those two because that way I can definitely stack them up to all the other ones. Because if you just get one, you're like, oh, well, the bacon might be good here, but it might not be good at this other spot. That's why I always get bacon and sausage all the time. What all? What else comes in it? So it's bacon sausage. It's bacon sausage. It'll have hash browns or, or potatoes or like the what are those other potatoes called? I think they're called like home potatoes or I don't know. It's like a variant of, of uh, hash brown. So yeah, to say. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. eggs. Uh, some will put cheese in it, and then if you want to get fancy, you can probably add like a this sour cream, or uh, you know, I don't know what else can you put. Yeah, that's about it's. It's really pretty basic. It's it's like like breakfast rolled in a tortilla. It's bacon, sausage, potatoes, eggs, cheese, and have at it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good, man. I might have to make a pit stop before I head back.
0: <laughs> so, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time and chatting uh, with us today. I know, um, you know, you're uh, you're busy with UPS and with your barbecue, and you, you got a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. You know, you've helped a lot of people, whether you whether you know it or not, right? You've, you've motivated a lot of people to. To kind of go on this uh, journey of, of pop ups and and a lot of them have you know look at look at slab now and look yeah. at moose and look at um, some of these other guys you know what would you give uh, what, what advice would you give some of those guys that are just starting out?
1: Just go ahead and do it. Don't be scared. Yeah. I mean that's pretty much what I did when I first started. I was just like fuck it. I mean for a lack of tune, I'm sorry. For <laughs> sake say it or not. You know it <laughs> was just it was just very blunt. I just I literally I sat outside my house. And I just, I was literally anybody that was walking by like, hey, you guys want to buy some, you guys want to buy some, you guys want to buy some, I would invite friends over and then, you know, just post it on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatnot, social media. And that's how it started. You know, it literally started just outside of my house. Anybody that was passing by, I just did it. A lot of times, uh, I, I did kind of feel like, just like, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm not going to do this. Like, why am I going to do this? But my girlfriend and, and others would, would just tell me, they're like, no, man, just like relax. You got to walk before you, you, you know, you got to crawl before you walk, before you run and all this good stuff. And I mean, good things come to those who wait. So if, if you actually, if you want to go on this path and this is what you want to do, or it doesn't necessarily need to be barbecue. If, if you feel like you want to do other types of foods or whatnot, then just, just put yourself out there. Don't be scared, put yeah. yourself out there and and let it be. You're not gonna know unless you do it.
0: That's yeah. That's, you know? that's great advice, man. Along those lines, did how long did it take for you to finally get to where, like where you are now, that you're very comfortable? I know uh, people walking by, and you would stop them and ask them back in, like, two. "Yeah." yeah.
1: Uh, well, when I first finished that smoker, that was in. I remember it was for the 4th of July when I first broke it in. So, 4th of July, I mean, 4th of July, and then um, I met Farley over at Eater LA when he reached out to me. Farley Elliott? Yeah, Farley. And then um, he did the very first write-up that anybody ever did on me. Uh, And that came out in late October. And after that, it was just all over with. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just... I got bombarded and i couldn't <laughs> i had no social life anymore after that i pretty much was committed to doing this now yeah so it was a couple months before it got kind of hectic Oh, wow, that's awesome yeah
0: very cool man well again man thank you for for taking the time to meet with us um uh you know one last question that i like to ask uh, before we part is is can you tell us something about yourself that maybe most people don't know i know we covered a lot today but um any hidden hidden gem that you could give us? Oh,
1: I don't know, man. I'm pretty open about a lot of the stuff I do and what I like, but... Well, something interesting that I remember even my girlfriend didn't know until way after we met, when she found a picture, I used to have pet piranhas, and I was really into piranhas for a while. <laughs> really? And I would meet this one dude that had turned his garage into like a, like, little speakeasy aquarium that he had all these exotic fish that you can't buy at the pet stores. And this was, like, when I was in middle school. And it's funny because I would sell, I would buy the piranhas from that dude and then sell them to my friends here in the neighborhood. So I I became, like, this little fish geek when I was, like, in middle school, into high school. And I was into them. and, And, yeah, I guess that's, like, a little hidden thing that a lot of people didn't know that I was real into fish when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, aquariums and whatnot. But it was mainly piranhas.
0: And you, and you got your entrepreneurial spirit going, too. In a sense, yes.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I would sell them the piranhas I would get. I didn't tell them where I got them. Yeah. But I would tell them, okay, I'll bring you some and I'll sell them them. So I was like the little middleman. That's pretty cool. Well, cool, my
0: friend. I, You know, I wish you all the best. Uh, you know, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. I know you're going to... Uh, continue with your ups job and keep doing this on the weekend so and keep doing that whole uh low rider um oh yeah that's never gonna stop (laughs) but yeah man i look forward to coming back and and having some more of a of your grub man
1: anytime anytime
0: well thanks again man and uh we'll, we'll catch you on the on the barbecue trail brother for sure thank you enjoyed the show remember if you like the show please subscribe leave us a comment and share with your friends you can always find us on instagram facebook and twitter at i barbecue show that's at i crush BBQ show don't forget to tag us with your favorite pics. we'd love to see what you're crushing until next time happy crushing